Estate. I'm Jason Silverman with Tracy Holt of the Man, the Myth, the Legend. We're here to talk about anything to do with real estate, especially real estate investing. If you want to get involved in what we're doing this morning, you can text us at 864-444-7650. Tracy's been out of town. I've been out of town. We've been playing replays for the last couple of weeks, but we are in the house ready to take your texts at 444-7650. We've been busy, man. I mean, I've just been covered up. I mean, I feel like a, a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. You know, I don't know. I don't know how you feel, Tracy. Is that how you feel? I feel more like a one-armed paper hanger. Well, I just feel like I can't finish what I start, and I need to start more. And I know I'm always getting in trouble with you for starting things that you feel like it's important to start. Yeah. You kind of want to finish what we started, but I'm starting the next thing before you finish what we start. Squirrel, how about finishing what you start? That's, well, a, that's just a good, you know, general life philosophy to have. But in my mind, it's finished. It ain't finished until it's finished. I mean, I mean, if I get the house under contract or if I get the property under contract and I line up the financing and it's supposed to close in a couple of weeks, well, I'm on to, I'm on to buy the next property. Well, if it's that simple, then that's true. I would agree with that what if you, it's that simple because we not, have. Well, it's not that simple. I mean, you just wait two weeks and it closes. We have me and we pl- have pl- staff. Or whatever you say, trada or plidae or. Twala. Twala, yeah. We have me and we have staff that when it is that simple, you're right. You put it under contract and your brain says it's done because it is. The rest will take care of itself. But some of this other stuff you've been working on, this convoluted deal stuff. No, it ain't that easy to just call it finished when nobody else on the planet, I don't mean just our office, nobody else on the planet has any idea. I feel like I'm way shorter than you. For <laughs> what some you're doing? Are you are you in a chair that's like I'm in a way boost, up there? I'm in a booster seat. You you look like you're in like the barber chair and they pumped it up. Son, I'm remember, glad. Remember when you were little? You used to go to the barber chair. I'm glad you they, came into my office today. I really need to talk to you about your performance would, on the they job. Would start pumping, pump, 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 <laughs> yes. pump, and you'd you'd raise you up so that they could you know. Cut, hey, I cut still your go to one of those. Over. I still go to the one of those now. The barber chairs? No, it's not the barber shop. It's the beauty salon, and they do the little. Well, I don't know. No, they she did the little, she'll do a foot thing. You I don't know, know. You know why they do that? To, to get you raise to, you up where they can cut your hair. Yeah, to get you to the correct level. <laughs> you know, the older I get, the no, the more I realize that when everything needs to be at the correct level. I don't, I don't like bend, bending over. Hey man, I had a dentist appointment yesterday, and um, I had an epiphany. You know, I'm laying there in the chair. And she finally she just scooches out this. They got new chairs at my dentist. They've got them like earlier this year, and they she scooches out this little neck pillow that goes behind it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was glorious. I don't know why they didn't use it before. Cause you know how you lay in a dentist chair and it's like, you know, it's bad enough that it got all their hands in your mouth, fixed, fooling with your teeth, and then they start talking to you, <laughs> and they start uh, talking and they to you. They expect you to answer. No, they don't expect you to answer. They know you can't answer. Well, no, my, my my um, what is it called? A hygienist? Yeah, dental hygienist. Yeah, they're like, you know, asking me how how how's it been going the last six months. But they can understand it. You realize that? Yes, they can understand. It's like a different dialect. It's like understanding a toddler before they learn to speak English properly. You know, Caroline has been watching these little kids, and she's telling me about the the one little kid that's the older sibling 
that can't say his little sister's name and he can't say Caroline's name. But the little sister will come up and spout off some gibberish and he understands her completely and will tell Caroline's. He has to, he has to translate. So that's just like the hygienist. They understand exactly what you're saying. They could translate to somebody else what you're saying. So anyway, we've been buying and selling real estate, and if you're interested in getting involved in real estate type stuff, you can give me a text at 864-444-7650. That's also my phone number if you want to sell a property. Maybe you want to invest some money, lend. We're borrowers. We're looking for 50 grand right now at 6% on rental property that you would make a 6% return on your money. That's what you would earn, 6%. It wouldn't be less than 6 sometimes and more than 6 other times. It would just be 6. It wouldn't be like 5.8 or 5.9. No, it would be 6%. You would have a first mortgage on a house, and you would receive a payment every month, and you would just take your interest and do whatever you wanted to with it. You know, you just kind of like a bank. Well, no, wait a minute. Exactly like a bank. Yeah, not kind of. Exactly. We provide title insurance. We provide hazard insurance. And that's it. That's and, a, and a mortgage, of course, the attorney prepares. recorded mortgage and everything. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I had talked to somebody yesterday, and they were going to do a loan for us. And he's like, well, I can come over there at 2 o'clock, and I'll bring my checkbook. And I said, no, nah, you don't need to bring your checkbook. Slow down, soldier. Don't I write said, us I the check. I said, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to give us – I don't know. You're not going to give me money. If you lend me money, the, you give the money to the attorney, and the attorney – takes the money and makes sure it gets dispersed correctly. Correctly, Is that a word, correctly? It is a Jason word. Because we are in South Carolina, an attorney is required to handle all real estate transactions when the deed is transferring. Now, you can, you can write an option. You can do you know, stuff like that without attorneys. But when a property is being bought or sold, we are an attorney state. So an attorney is always present. We always ask our lender to wire the funds or cashier's check if the attorney allows them. That's getting a little more scarce now. But anyway, the money goes to the attorney, not us, like you said. Attorney handles the buy side, the sell side. The seller leaves with any money if they're due any money or, they, or their loan is getting paid off if they're not getting any money. And then and then we set up a payment yeah, in our uh, online bill pay, and it's, we just set it and forget it, and there's a payment that comes out every month. That's trademarked in my head. Yeah, we don't. We didn't make that up. We didn't make no. up to set it and forget it. I made up some stuff. You do make up some stuff now. But most of the time, I f they're not that good. I don't. And I wish I hadn't. Have said <laughs> you don't them right trademark them because they're not really that good. Right after I say them, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Can I rewind? I anyway, we we are in South Carolina, but we're not always in South Carolina. I just thought of that. We we're here, but we're not, we're not always here. Well, I'm going to Vermont. Yeah, you, you're you, you were in California. Well, that's that's different. We were talking. The conversation was about the houses we buy. By the way, if you Not want to sell a house, are. we were looking to buy houses. We need more property. Um, you can call me at eight six four 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 seven six five zero, or go to our website, webuyhousesupstate.com, and check out what that website's all about. And basically, it's about you giving me your information so I can buy your house. That, that was a segue into the fact that we buy houses. It's pretty simple. But anyway, when you were in California, mm -hmm. I, you Ubered it, didn't you? Man, did, yeah, did that tell, was awesome. Did we tell the Uber story yet? Which one? There's That's a long story. That's long. Yeah, that's too long for... I can tell it faster. That's too long for radio talk. I can tell it faster. Okay, you ready? Go ahead. <gasps> one minute. I don't know if I can tell it in one minute. I mean, it's like a 30-minute story. 
well, the short version of the story is Uber works. Yeah. But if you leave something in an Uber car. Don't leave something important that's white in a cream-colored interior car and expect to get it back. If the Uber driver decides he's off right after he drops you off, he's off. Nobody, he's off work. Nobody can get him. If he, if he turns his phone off. You know, and I'm really surprised. Of course, the listeners have no idea what we're talking about. But I'm really surprised that the guy still hasn't called. I mean, that was months ago. And, I mean, you'd think he checked his voicemail by now. But he might not. You know, I was talking to Samuel the other day, and he had like eight voicemails he didn't even know he had. From what? <laughs> From people calling him on his personal phone. You know how kids are. They don't They don't phone call nothing. It's like you. You don't leave a message. But somebody left him messages, and he didn't even know he had them. I leave messages for some people. Because they didn't text him. When I call my mama, sometimes when I call my mama. Now, she's a, now you can text mama. My, my mama's at the beach right now. Yeah, I saw that. We she's finally a, taught the older folks how to text. Mm-hmm. They're loving it. As a matter of fact, when we first, you and I started working together, I would call you, and 99.99999% of the time, you would answer your phone. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Now, if I call you, <laughs> it's you, the answer, opposite. you answer your phone about .00001% of the time. And then, of course, if it, the voicemail picks up, the first thing Tracy's voicemail says is, thanks for calling. The best thing for you to do is to <laughs> hang up right now and text me. Don't leave a message. You're about to hear a beep, but that beep means nothing. That beep means you should have already hung up by now. Yeah. Are you still here? Hang up. <laughs> Hurry up and hang up. Don't leave a message. I don't check them. Text me. It's faster. Hey, I got somebody else I finally taught how to text by, uh, last week or week before. He's 75-ish. And he called me, left a message. He waited like, I don't know, four and a half whole minutes. <laughs> and he called again and left another message and then also text. And now he just texts. I mean, just like that, I broke just, him, just broke him broke, of it. It's just like the I was looking at something about how – people do things that other people do for no reason if they just see the other people doing it. Like they had this group of people in a doctor's office. Like if I start picking my nose, you'll start doing it? Well, that's called mirroring. Oh, okay. That's called mirroring. So like if if you're wanting to talk to somebody and they sit a certain way, the best thing to do if you want to engage with them is to sit the same way. You know what I mean? They sit, you know, they cross their legs or they lean forward, you lean forward, you mirror but I'm talking about something else. It's oh, different. This okay. is different. Has this got anything to do with real estate? No. Maybe okay. we should go back to real estate. Maybe you you know, sure. we're also looking for a hundred grand that we're paying eight percent on. It's a house that we're building, houses that we're building. So if you're interested in making eight percent on a hundred thousand dollars, you can call me at eight six four 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 seven six five zero. These houses are worth one fifty ish or more, so that gives you a nice little cushion for your equity protection safety, safety net. Yeah, the safety net. So if this is the first time you've ever heard us talk about it, basically, Tracy and I borrow money from individuals or individuals' retirement accounts, and we buy houses and fix them up and sell them, or we buy or we build houses and sell them, but we only borrow about 70% of what we think we can resell the house for. And the difference between the 70% and what we think it'll sell for gives us some... Um, well, opportunity to make a profit because there's other expenses in there, but we have an opportunity to make a profit, and we are a for-profit organization. 
Yeah. But, but that potential to make a profit is the protection for the lender. Because, you know, if I was investing cash into something, I think I would rather have a hundred grand invested against something worth 150 than a hundred grand invested against something worth a hundred. Yeah, Wouldn't there's, you? yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's interest rates that you can earn by your investments that are determined by the level of risk. So we feel like we pay a very competitive return for sure compared to the other things that are out there. I mean, you know, we're not fooling ourselves. There's other investments, you know, there's, there's CDs and their banks are really proud that they're finally, I think, moved the decimal, the, the number to the left of the decimal. If you will commit to like five years or something they're, they're, they're are they over 1% now? I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen so them at 1.2, 1.3. Yeah, you can get a whopping 1.2 or 3% return if you let me hold your money in my bank for five whole years. And there's, you know, there's other stock markets, stock market stuff, and you know, there's gold and there's silver and blah blah blah, you know. But it's you're buying it or you're investing in it in the value of the day, you know. The value of the day. The today's today's value. Well, I mean, CDs are a bad example. I mean, you're investing in it's the good faith of the government. We've got to have a complete and utter collapse for you to lose your money. If it was in a CD. So it, yeah, in a CD. Yeah. So it's super de duper safe, but it doesn't really pay well. Super de duper. You like that? I was thinking of something else. Uh, no. So, and then, you know, then there's other investments like the stock market. It, you know, your broker advises you if you trade yourself, you buy on the value that it's trading for today, and tomorrow it might go up or tomorrow it might go down, or as, Jimmy, or as uh, Scott calls it, you know, Jimmy Jack, and it goes up and down and up and down, and it's all over the place. And over a period of time, it earns you a return that's a positive number, hopefully. But if, you know, if whatever that stock or whatever you invested in tanks or, or the company, you know, goes belly up completely, you got zero. Right. But if you're going to lend money on a house that's worth 150 and you're only lending 100. I mean, if we're wrong and we have a dip and it's worth 140 or 130 or 120, I mean, there's still a safety net to, to, to get the cash back if had to be or at bare minimum, every house will rent for some number until the value were to you know come back up again. So there's real collateral for the person that's lending the hundred grand or the IRA that's lending the hundred grand. So if you're interested in how you can do that, you can go to jasondillard.com and check out the lender tab and take a look at what we're doing. And, or you can call me at 864-444-7650. Coming up on the first break of the show, but you know what, Tracy? Did you realize you could do this in your IRAs? Yes. Yeah, you can do this in your IRAs. Not many people realize that. And we're going to talk about that after the break. So hang on through the break, and we're going to explain how you can actually use your retirement accounts to invest in real estate safely right here in the upstate. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker, I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? 
Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. right here in the upstate and other kinds of real estate if you want to get involved in what we're doing you can text me right now at 864-444-7650 we also manage property for only 50 bucks a month if you're a landlord out there and you're tired of dealing with the tenants toilets and trash and you just want us to deal with it and only charge 50 bucks a month there's a unique way that we do that give us an opportunity to show you how you can make more money doing nothing and just let us manage the property for 50 bucks a month. Again, that's 864-444-7650. Before the break, we were talking about how we borrow money from investors and investors' retirement accounts, and right now we're looking for $100,000. we are willing to pay an 8% return on houses that are worth 150. So we're building houses. Hey, let me ask you a question, Jason. If, if I've only got thirty grand to invest and you need this hundred. Can I give you my 30 and you just get the other 70 from some other people? No, we don't do that. So I can't just give you my 30 grand and let you get two no, or three other folks? No, we're not, we're not licensed security brokers. We don't form a security. We give people collateral that's, that secures their loan. We're borrowers. So we don't pool money. We don't, we don't take someone's money from over here and someone's money from over there and put it in the same transaction. We want our lender to have a first mortgage against one property so that the worst thing that can happen is they get ownership of the of the house so every lender is the only lender in in that one transaction that's right the only lender so that's why we're looking for a hundred on the houses that we're building so that that one person that has a hundred it has a has is safe because think about it It's, it's like cutting the baby in half with solomon that would hurt yeah, I mean, you, you. Let's say you put in thirty and I put in seventy, and then something goes wrong. Well, I don't even know who you are, and now you own thirty percent of the house, and I own seventy percent of the house, and now what are we going to do? Cut the house half in two, or well, that, seventy that, thirty in two? That, that'd be fifty percent. <laughs> I mean, so and, so and, what and if I don't have a hundred? It's safer. It's safer. We want it to be safe for the investor. Yeah, we kind of we kind of. I mean, I say this. We, we say this to a fault sometimes, but we make it very clear to all our lenders because I don't want to be in the paper and I don't want to be on any TV show. We take one lender, one source of funds, and go into one deal because you and I don't ever want to have to explain to anybody why in the world. I have no idea where your money went, Mr. Miss Jones. Sorry. I put it with Bob's money, and I, it's just, I don't know, it's gone. Sorry. No, I'm never going to do that. Don't want to do that. So one property, one loan. Now, what about if I don't have the whole hundred 
in my bank account. I've got I got fifty grand saved up. I want to invest, and um, my wife has fifty grand in her IRA. Oh, we can do that. That will do. Yeah, Married we can do people, that. Retirement account or cash can partner. And most people don't even realize you can use your retirement account to invest in real estate. Yeah, they don't. So let's, let's, let's rewind for a minute because before the break, we promised we would explain that to the listing audience. We're sheep. We've been taught. We're sheeple. We're sheeple. <laughs> Ball ram you. <laughs> You've seen that movie? What movie? You know, we always come up with random movie quotes. You don't know that movie. So see, you're always talking about movies that I haven't seen and you can quote them. I got one for you. Which, which one is it? Ball Ram U. Is that the na- what's the name of the movie? Sheep to your clan, do your fleece be true? Ball Ram U. You ought to go home and look it up. I'm not going to tell you anymore. What's the name of the movie? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> do you know? You wouldn't like it anyway. What is it? Babe. With the pig? Yeah. <laughs> Movie's awesome. You know the old guy? He said like three words in the whole movie. That'll okay. do, pig. Let me explain something <laughs> to everybody. Tracy is a man, and he's 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 a he's a guy, but for some reason he enjoys children's movies because I have kids. Okay, so that his favorite movies are for children. But on Thursday nights, he's it's all testosterone, buddy. He's he's drag racing or his one of his cars. Yep. And on Saturday morning, he might be jumping out of an airplane. So you just never know. You know, I just don't. But I do like kids' movies. Barram, you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you so need to go. Home. You've seen it, right? And I'm sure you thoroughly enjoyed it when your kids were like two. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, you need to watch it, man. I don't know if I've. It's ever. riveting. It'll keep you on the edge of your seat for hours. I bet you've seen it more than once, haven't you? Uh, most definitely. Yeah, and what about Chicken Run? You never seen Chicken Run? Is that the, is that the one where the we're getting the pie machines coming? Ooh, I love pies. What kind of pies? Apple pies? You don't get it, do you? No, we were going to talk get, about yeah, IRAs. We're going to talk about IRAs, man. Okay, okay. So I'm a I'm a guy or a gal, and I and I've just listened to the radio, and I've got some money in my IRA, and it's in the stock market or whatever it's in, and it's going up and down, and I heard you say 8%, and my ears perked up. Yeah, because that's better but, than the negative or the positive one I've been earning. And I'm thinking I don't know exactly how that works. So how 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 do I take that money out of my IRA and get it into this mortgage you're talking about? Well, the first thing that we always tell everybody, teach everybody, is lose the word take out. That's two words, isn't it? Lose the two words take out of my IRA. Out of your vocabulary. Just forget about it. Take out of my IRA. Okay, well, that's actually, eight words. That's actually multiple words. But anyway, so take out. Take out is a... Take out, take out. you get when you go get food and go home with it. And don't eat it at the restaurant. That's take out. But other than that, get that out of your head. Do not ever, ever, never, ever, ever think about taking money out of your IRA until the appropriate time when you're old enough, okay? You take your IRA, and if it's not already at a self-directed custodian, you move it to one. You, you do a direct it? rollover or a trans, direct transfer, and it's just now at a different custodian. What's a self-directed custodian? Well, a self-directed custodian is a custodian that allows you, yourself, to direct the IRA into what investments it's going to make. So I can't leave it with the uh, my 
custodian where it is now, the bank or whatever it's at? No, because those those are for the sheeple. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, but the masses that traditionally invest with their retirement accounts are in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, which are fine. You know, we kind of beat them up a little bit, but, you know, they do what they do. But the self-directed IRA allows you, the account holder, to tell the custodian, with the exception of a few things that are prohibited. That sounds complicated, man. No, it's super simple. It I, allows you. I don't know if I could do it. Could you? If, like, see, I'm not smart you help enough. Me? Could to, you help me? Yeah, I, definitely. So we'll I help. could come into the office and. I mean, I don't even have a PhD, and I can help you with this. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. You got close to a PhD. Yeah, close. So you know, you it's just a little bit of paperwork, and voila, the account is set up, and it's with the new custodian. And now. And it's not the kind of custodian that cleans stuff. No, they don't have one of them little rubber-made yellow things in the closet they're gonna mop the floor with. It's the kind of custodian that keeps you compliant with the IRS and your retirement account. Yeah. Make sure that you're doing things that you're allowed to do per the IRS regs. Yeah, which which is another pretty simple thing. I mean, the IRS only very clearly tells us what we can not. If there's one thing clear about the IRS, you know how unclear taxation is every year and they're no, changing I don't have stuff? Anything. I'm not <laughs> dealing with any of that right now. If there's any one thing that is clear, the IRS will tell you exactly what you cannot invest in with your IRA. What you can't what can you not invest in? You cannot invest in rugs. Well, I don't want a rug anyway. Don't ask me why. I didn't make it up. Collectibles, I think it's one of the other ones. Um, alcohol, right? Stamps. So there's a list. You know, you can go to the post office. My granny used to collect stamps. You know, she'd oh every time there'd be a new one come out, you know, she'd get like a whole sheet of them. Get the Elvis stamps. You know, they're tw- they were twenty two cent or whatever they were back then when I was a kid, and she'd get a whole sheet of them, be like eight dollars. You know what? You should invest. Because you know what? They're gonna be worth nine dollars one day. I have no idea what they were. That's worth. what I, we should get. We should get those forever stamps and buy them with our retirement account. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, That's one of the things you can't do. You but, can buy them but, with your cash because you know how long they're good for. Forever. forever. That's why it says forever on it. But anyway, so the IRS tells us what we cannot invest in. So it's, it's a handful of things, and it tells us who we cannot um, do transactions with, basically, which is another pretty simple thing to remember. Who Up, can't we? Who can't we? Upline, downline, blood. So not don't lend to mama and daddy. Don't lend to your children. Don't lend to your spouses, mama, daddy, children. Outside of that, it's pretty cut and dried. So someone could actually lend you money if they weren't your mama or your children. Yeah, if I, my cousin can lend me money from their IRA, my brother could lend me money from his IRA, and, but my mama could And couldn't. the loan that they're doing inside of their IRA is a first mortgage on a piece of real estate that's worth more than what they're lending. Well, that's the way we do it, yeah. Now, you know, once the self-directed IRA is established and you're the account holder, you can, you can make decisions relative to values all you want now we're going to borrow typically no more than 70 percent of the value but the bottom line is as the account holder you can do promissory notes you know you don't have to get collateral it's completely up to you i don't know why you'd want to but you know you might you anyway it's your choice it's once the account is set up that's completely your choice okay if you ever so do now my money with us it's going to be secured by a mortgage against a house worth at least 30 percent more than we are borrowing. So my money is still in the retirement account, but it's with a different custodian. And then I tell that custodian, or I tell my money what to do, and the money 
becomes a mortgage yeah, the cash against basically, the property. Yeah, the cash goes out from the custodian to the investment, just like a, in a stock would. You know, if, if right now you told your current stockbroker to spend a hundred grand on a stock, well, it would send the hundred grand to Coca-Cola, for example, and it would get a hundred grand worth of stock. But in the same way with us, the IRA custodian is going to send the hundred grand to the attorney. And then the attorney is going to send a recorded mortgage and a title insurance policy. And our, and our hazard insurance company, if it's a flip, is going to send a hazard insurance policy. And that's what your IRA is going to be holding in place of the cash. And there's one other piece to that puzzle that's the most, one of the most important pieces. Oh, yeah, the note. Which the note. Is What's the note? A promise to pay. Your borrower is promising to pay under the terms you've agreed to, you've both agreed to. So in this scenario, who's the borrower? The borrower's us. So we're borrowing the money from the other person's, the account holder's IRA. Yes. And we're writing and agreeing to pay 8% for the money they're lending us. Yes. So they earn 8%. Kind of like a CD earns 1%. Right. And when, how do they get their money back, though? Explain that. I don't. I mean, okay, so I got the money in the investment. It's a mortgage on a house that's getting fixed up or built or whatever. How does the money come back? How does it turn to cash again? Well, we put the, you know, we get the house fixed up, put it on the market. It gets an offer at some point, the first day, the next month, whenever, and we move forward towards a closing where we're selling, and then we ask for a payoff from the account holder. The pay, the account holder agrees. So just Let's just use a one-year example. You lend a hundred grand, and it's been a whole exact year. You, it's a hundred and eight grand is what we owe, and that closing attorney doing the transaction closes it. The money goes back, and the IRA is paid back. So an an attorney handles the transaction when you lend it, and then an attorney handles the transaction when you get paid back. Yes. And now your IRA's made eight percent on its money, and it was safe or as safe as we can make it secure by real estate the entire time. If you got a question about how all that works, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650, or you can text me at that same number right now and we can get your questions answered on the air. That's 864-444-7650. Coming up on the bottom of the hour break, now will be a good time to text in. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how you could actually use one account with the other. Now, we talked about that a little bit. We talked about how a person and a person's IRA could work together. But that maybe didn't make sense to some of the listeners. So we're going to talk a little bit about that when we return. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker, I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind 
no payments and need a little cash. You could call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you could call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. sell a house fast give me a call at 864-444-7650 we're always looking for more real estate maybe you don't have a house maybe you have land maybe you've got an industrial building maybe you've got a problem property maybe your tenant just moved out of your i don't know strip center and you're struggling give us an opportunity to help you with that we're buying more and more commercial properties every year again my phone number is 864-444 seven six five zero another thing that we're doing that's relatively new is we're helping owners find good deals on commercial property so if uh you've got some cash and you're thinking well i'm a commercial and a buyer and i've got maybe some money coming out of a 1031 exchange and you want to get somebody that specializes in exchanging that's what i do i do some some exchanging we're doing a actually have a closing coming up next week where we're exchanging some houses into a office an office building so if you would like to exchange some of your property into something bigger and get your return up give me a call and i can help you with that again my number is 864-444-7650 before the break we were talking about how we borrow money on our houses that we're flipping we borrow money on the houses that we build and we explained that we only borrow money from one entity on each property with a couple of exceptions. And we explained how that we only borrow hundred grand, for example, on a $150,000 house. But what is that exception where we would borrow money from more than one entity? Well, our, our equity position is generally, generally always going to be the same. You know, if it's a rental property, it, the, the loan amount for us is relative to what it'll rent for. And if it's a flip, it's relative to what we believe it's going to sell for. And we don't just believe what it's going to sell for out of our heads. We use, we use comps of properties surrounding ours in the last 6 to 12 months to justify, you know, what we believe. So, and we want our lenders to believe that too. You know, we don't, I don't think we've twisted anybody's arm yet. But anyway, we're, we're generally at 30%. We haven't held a gun to their head or nothing? No, not at all. So we're generally at 30%. Uh, loan amount relative to its value. 30% equity position. 30% equity, right, sorry. 70% um, LTV. Yeah, there you go. So that's loan to value in case you don't know. Yeah, LTV. So Those, those are real estate words. Yeah. So There's a lot of cool real estate words like LTV, debt that, coverage ratio. That's DCR. Um, ARV. ARV, after repair value. Um, then then you got some IRA cool, cool words like RMDs. There's another cool oh oh IRA yeah RMD yeah I can't wait till I have to do a RMD. You know what RMD is? Yeah, required minimum distribution. And what's some more IRS? No, I don't like that one too much. Don't like that one. Nah, I'm um, starting to feel a little sick of my stomach. BPO. Now. Yeah, broker price opinion. Yeah, yeah. But to answer your question, the only time that we ever take money from more than one source is if it is a source that is under one person's or a married couple's control. So we have married couples 
that have their money, which we all know is really her money, but their money. Yeah. And then we might, we have couples that they may have her IRA and his IRA because, you know, they both worked for whatever number of years or they might still be working and they each have their own retirement accounts. And that's the only time we would ever basically commingle funds because those truly are different sources. You know, you got his IRA, her IRA, and their money, their cash money in their bank. And those truly are different sources. But since they're all belong to those people or that you know, married couple, that's the only time we would do that. Okay, so like if I've got 50 grand in my retirement account and I got 50 grand in my bank account and I want to lend the 100 grand on one of the houses that's worth 150 and make 8%, then I can direct my IRA to lend 50 of the 100 and I can tell myself, self, because that's what I call myself when I talk to myself in the mirror, I can say, self, you'll lend the other 50. That's right. And they're partnering in a note, basically. So you and I can partner in a note. We can lend somebody money, and we're both on the same note as the lender. Yeah, 50% undivided, undivided interest, interest, Tracy Holtz Claw, 50% undivided interest, American IRA, Roth account number, something, something, something. Right. So it's completely normal once you wrap your mind around all of this and learn it. Takes it takes a bigger line. It does take a bigger line on the note. It takes a bigger note. line on the note, and it takes a bigger line on the mortgage. Yeah, but the attorneys find a way to squeeze it all in there. They it's, got, it's, in a, it's in a Word file on their computer. Yeah, the font will just change automatically as they type it. It just gets smaller, and yeah, it, it all fits. Instead of just saying Tracy Holtzclaw, it says Tracy Holtzclaw, 50% undivided interest in Tracy Holtzclaw, American IRA for the benefit of blah, 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 account number. Yeah, that, what you said. So you can partner with your IRA. Fully normal, fully legal, meets all IRS guidelines. There's just the, the wording is very important. So, you know, having to have the attorney prepare the document in the way that the IRA custodian, which, like you said earlier, the purpose of the custodian is really to make sure that you're not doing anything prohibited and that the legal documents are correct for the benefit, you know, for the IRA. So if you're out there listening, you're going, well, you know, I've got some cash and I'd love to make 8% and I don't really understand what they're talking about, but I'm willing to drive to Greenville and come to our office and sit down in an office and look at us in the eye and, and try to learn to understand it. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's what we do, you know, so give me an opportunity to sit down with you and explain it to you. There's no pressure. Um, we don't need the cash specifically. Normally what we do, we meet with the same lender two or three times before they even pull a trigger on moving their money from one custodian to another and they understand exactly what it's gonna hap what's gonna happen when it happens. We can go look at houses together that gives you an example of what you may lend on if you decide to lend money. We can go look at the new houses that we're building right now and you can say, well, if you had a loan on that house right now, this is what it would look like and we can build another one similar to that one on that lot over there so give me a call at 864-444-7650, and we can explain that to you. Another th I just thought of a house. We have a house we need 80 grand on. Just thought of that one. That one just popped in my head. That was an Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Anderson down there, um, down there in Aunt Anderson. That house is probably worth 130-ish or so, and uh, that's on the board. Yeah, that we one, got a board that in one, our office. If, if I have my druthers, that needs to be a cash lender, not a IRA lender. 
I mean, why is that? Because the closing's coming up pretty soon. And okay, so the, and there's moving pieces of the IRA. You know, unless you already have the account already with the IRA custodian, there's probably not enough time for that specific one. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, so the IRA takes an extra couple of three or four or five, six, seven business days. Yes. To close because or, the custodian is looking out for you. Now they're never going to advise you on if the investment's a good deal or not for you. That, that's why it's self-directed. They're never ever going to give you counsel or advice in any investment. But somebody ever. with eighty grand sitting in their bank account today, they could start they making could, money on it right now. They could go wire the money from one from their account to the attorney's account mm-hmm. as long as they like the house and they like the run, little the rate and they like the note. How do they, How do they know the attorney did their work correctly? How do they How do they know that? Well, I mean, if you've never dealt with the attorneys we deal with, I don't really know what the process would be. I mean, if you want to do your due diligence on the attorney, I mean, you could call them and go meet them. You could check with the bar. I mean, you know, that there's there's processes in place that make that attorney accountable for what they're doing. Um, well, and one of the things that know, pops in my head is they're going to check the note and the mortgage and approve it and make sure it's what they've agreed to. The person is. The, the account The lender holder. is. Yeah, yes. the lender and they're also going to get a title insurance policy, a lender policy mm-hmm. that, that you and I pay for Correct. in case the attorney missed something in the title. That's right. We pay for insurance for something the attorney might have messed up on. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. So why don't the attorney just do it right for sure? Well, they do do them right for sure, but a human error plays into some things with enough transactions. And if the abstractor missed something or the attorney that checked behind that legal work missed something, and, and even the title company, because they review all that stuff too, it just it just ensures that if any one of them made just a little simple oversight that would cost the, the deal at any point in the future, it protects that title. So if you're interested in getting to know more about that, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 864-444-7650. Don't forget that we buy houses. We're buying houses all over the upstate. Um, We've got some houses in Anderson that we're just bought that we're fixing up. We've got Greenville. Um, We've got some property that in Fountain Inn. As a matter of fact, what we've learned from our mistakes, um, I learned some stuff this week from our mistakes. We kind of messed up. It's one of those things you get busy and mess up on. See, we bought a house, and we turned on the power, and we called the contractor, and we scheduled the contractor to go out and start doing the repairs, and got busy. And then the contractor, for whatever reason, didn't get it on his calendar. So the house is sitting there, and no work is getting done. All the while, our lender's earning their interest on the house that's just sitting there, and no work's getting done. Because Tracy and I are involved in... 20 to 30 transactions at any one time, but we just didn't follow up to make sure the work was started. So we thought to ourselves, you know, this market is pretty hot. Instead of doing the work that we didn't do for the last month that the house has been sitting there, why don't we just put it on the market and see what happens? Well, a day later, we get a full price offer. So if you're out there listening right now and you're going, well, Jason, buys houses, but he may not be able to pay as much as I want for my house. You may be wrong, 
because the, our market is so hot and, and the appreciation has been going really, really well that what a house that you thought was worth a hundred grand that five years ago, it may be worth 120 or 130, depending on what their neighborhood is. And it just, it's a, it's quicker for us to make, you know, I like making money faster. I don't know about you, Tracy. If you'd rather, if you're going to make the money on your flip, would you rather make it in six months or in one month? No, nah, I like it taking a real long time, man. I just, you know, four or five years from now, it'll be all right with me. Just give me, just, I'll just give you the <laughs> profit on the flip in a year from now instead of in a couple months from now. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Now's it's, better. And it's quicker if you don't have to fix the house up. Fix the house up. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. This real estate market is, uh, you know, when you and I first started working together, it's probably, it was in late 06, and, and I quit the job I still probably wouldn't have ever left in April of 07. The and market was, then is was probably like it is right now. I mean, it's I don't like, even think it was this hot. Probably not. I mean, it, I mean, doggone, if the roof's got a hole in it and the floors are sinking in, I, I think the house would probably still sell quickly. So if you've got a house for sale and you want to sell it quickly, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650. If you're interested in lending us money, go to my website, jasondiller.com. Check out the lender tab. Um, we're we're going to do a lender workshop coming up next year. We're going to have a um, seminar coming up next year that will teach you how to make money. Um, go to jasondillard.com to learn more about what we're doing. Coming up on the last break of the program, now be a good time to text in at 864-444-7650. Maybe we can get your question answered on the air. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how we manage property for only 50 bucks a month. And we full-service property management for only 50 bucks a month. That's just how do we do it? You're going to make a lot more money letting us manage it, and we're going to explain how that works when we return. We'll be right back. Did you know that you could invest money in real estate passively right here in the upstate, even out of your retirement accounts? Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, host of Solutions in Real Estate, heard here on Saturdays, and I'm looking for investors that may want to make more money with their money. I'm not a securities broker, I'm a borrower, and we secure your money with first mortgages on real estate. If you're interested, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. Do you own a house and need to sell now? Has your listing expired? Need repairs? Behind on payments? Going through a divorce? Is your house in an estate? These are common problems that can happen to anyone. Hi, I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses in any area, price, or condition. I am a real estate agent, but I don't want to list your house. I want to buy your house. Call now to find out how I can solve your problem at 864-444-7650. That's 444-7650. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. here answering questions by text at 864-444-7650 about how we can borrow your money about how we can buy your houses or maybe how we can manage your property for only 50 bucks a month i've been buying houses now since 99 i first started my first investment property was in clemson 
was a rental property that students rented, and we rented the, to the students by the room. And I wish I'd have kept those properties. I wish I'd have kept them. You know, you hear that all the time, don't you, Tracy, from investors. They, you buy and never sell, and then one day you, you're glad you kept it. Yeah, the first rental property I had, how you and I met, I wish we still had, but, yeah. And now here it is 17 or so years later. I've been full-time without having a job for somebody else since 2001. Is that right? 2001, yeah. I'm not wasn't there. Yeah, 2001. And um, Sounds right, though. Made it through the recession, praise the Lord. Almost didn't, but the recession in 9 and 10 really hurt us hard, hit us hard. But we made it through, and we're still buying and selling and, and doing transactions. Um, um, we've got a bunch of rental properties that we manage for other people in a kind of a special way. We started managing rental properties during the recession for other people because that was one of the things that still worked. Back during the recession, you'd put a house on the market, and it may or may not sell, and it probably wouldn't sell. It's opposite of today. But if you put a house on the market with seller financing, they sold. I mean, you could get a couple, three or four or 5000 down and five, six, seven, eight hundred a month from a house because people, you know, people still need a place to live, right? Always. Yeah. Good times are bad. People got to yeah. have somewhere to I mean, live. And the families that didn't make as much money that used to buy houses and were paying twelve and thirteen hundred a month, maybe they lost their house, but they can afford eight hundred, and they want to buy a house. And if you give them the opportunity to buy a house with seller financing, and there's a legitimate reason that something changed in their life a couple of years ago that hurt their credit, well, well the bank's not going to give them the loan. Yeah. Do you realize that there are people out there? that don't fit the guidelines, don't fit in the box at the bank, but are still very worthy borrowers. Yeah, I realize that. Yeah, you Because do. we have about two or three closings a month <laughs> selling houses to people just like that. And as a matter of fact, there is more. There is more. There are more. There are more buyers that can't get bank financing than can, can get bank financing. More so, can't than can. So let's think about this a minute. Do you remember the supply and demand curve in your economics class? Well, I actually probably dozed off and didn't pay attention to it then. You know, it was only like, you know, when I was 40-something when I completely realized what it meant. But, yeah. Yeah, so there's a big supply. There's a big demand. I mean, there's a little supply yeah. of people that are willing to sell or finance their houses. But there's a huge demand for people that want to buy a seller finance house okay. because they so, don't qualify at the bank. So those two lines cross somewhere and it makes the price go up. The price goes up when the demand is high and the and supply is low. So you can sell or finance your house for more than you can sell your house. Just because of supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a larger down payment sometimes. You can get a nicer, bigger monthly payment. And you what can we're get a better interest rate. Yeah. What we're typically seeing is, you know, let's just take a house. You know, I put it on the market today for X, and, and I got to have cash. I, I got to. There's just no other way. I got to have cash. An offer is going to come along, and I'm going to get X. 
Kind of like they got to have a wildebeest. Got to have a wildebeest. There you go. There's, you know, there, that brings it right back to the cartoon movies you like. Ooh, the little Creamfield kind. So, <laughs> the the house is going to bring an offer today of X that is probably very close to what I want. But if I'm providing seller financing, knowing good and well that my buyer is not going to be able to get a bank loan. For you know, and our ultimate end goal is for our buyers to get bank loans if they can. We don't always get that, but so you fast forward a year or two into the future, we're selling the house for the value then, not the value today. Now we can't sell a hundred thousand dollar house for two hundred grand, but we might be know. able to sell it for a hundred and five. Yeah, we're getting hundred five, hundred ten, hundred. You know, you're getting a premium when you sell or finance because you're providing not only the product you're providing the financing to buy the product whereas okay, so whereas if a buyer's paying cash or can get their own bank loan they have a little negotiating power now the the real estate market like it is today there ain't a whole lot of negotiating power on buyers side today because inventory is not high enough but, but there's still a huge demand for seller finance houses yeah. if you were a landlord if you were talking to a landlord that owned a couple of rental properties what would you tell them I would tell them that you should be owner financing them. Why? For a lot of different reasons. You know, one is a rental property, you're generally going to get a security deposit that you you may have to give back if they leave the place neat and clean, which is fine because if they leave it neat and clean, then you don't really have to do anything. But if a security deposit's, you know, four, five, six, seven hundred dollars on the average rental property and they don't leave it neat and clean, you might spend all that and then some. To get it ready again, but if you sell or finance, you get a down payment that you can put in your pocket, and if they ever quit paying, the odds of you having to give it back are super de duper low. Super de duper, that's a cold super word. Super de duper low. So instead super of getting seven hundred dollars as you, a deposit, you may get five or six thousand dollars as a down payment. Right. And and you went to Parker, mm-hmm. but six or seven grand. Seven grand is ten times as much as seven hundred. Yes, exactly. I'm pretty good with my zeros, and that's more better. That's way more better. You, you don't have to carry the alt or nothing. You don't have to uh-uh. get the calculator out or anything. No, you know, I, Jethro could do that just by carrying the alt and crossing the alt, and moving the decimal. I just know that the bigger number is better than the littler number. Right. So if you're a landlord, you get seven hundred dollars. You put it in an account. And you can't even spend it. If you're a seller finance seller, you get seven thousand dollars, and you get to do whatever you want to with it. So what else would you say to the landlord? Well, the other thing is we are going to require that buyer to go and apply for and receive the owner-occupied tax rate. So if you're a landlord, your tenant can't go do that because they're not an owner-occupant. They're they're a tenant. But if I'm financing the house to a a person and they go down to the courthouse after our contract is recorded and they apply for the 4%, you know, the owner-occupied tax rate, my property taxes as a, as the owner of the house are going to be cut down to a third or a half, depending on our county. Okay, so if I've got a house that rents for seven hundred in Greenville County, I'm probably paying twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a year in property taxes. Mm-hmm. Instead, with this strategy, I'm gonna pay six or seven hundred, eight hundred. I mean, it's, it's in the ballpark of half in Greenville County. And and okay, so I get to save seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and, and whoopity do! I mean, what's the big deal? Well, that's 
I mean, that's a raise. Would you take it if I gave it to you? $700 a year, right? Yeah, would you take it if I gave it to you? How long do I get that $700 raise? Forever, as long as this family's got that owner-occupied rate. Oh, wait a minute. So I get to save $700 a year for... Every year, not just that that year. Oh. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, the other thing is, um, you know how when you're a landlord and, and it's like, you know, I don't know, Friday night about eight thirty, nine o'clock, and you're going out to the movies with your wife, and the, yeah, your Clemson, tenant, yeah, your Clemson's tenant calls at nine o'clock, and at nine fifteen the phone rings. Yeah, and your um, and the toilet is overflowing, and um, they need the landlord to come fix it because that's what landlords do. It's the Barbie toy, the Barbie toy alert, the Barbie toy alert. Yeah, you know what so, the Barbie toy alert is? So it's kind of like that. You got to you got to cancel your plans and go fix the toilet, or or call the plumber, you, whatever you're gonna do. Good thing you have a DVR. You're gonna miss the game. Then you gotta call all your buddies and say, "Don't tell me what's happening. Yeah, do not tell me who's winning. Don't tell me. I don't need a play-by-play. Don't put it on Facebook. I don't want to. I'm know. gonna I'm gonna run over this toilet and I'm gonna plunge it. I got a better I'm, idea for you. If if you f- sell or finance this house to this family, and when that toilet overflows because the Barbie, because guess what? It's the same kid with the same toy, whether they're a tenant or a buyer. You know, grown-ups. You know, kids sneak off and do stuff they do. Well, the toilet's overflowing. Well, what's going to happen when that family calls us? Man, I, you know, I, I hate it, man. I feel your pain. I, you know, that same thing happened to me one time, and it was a Friday night, and uh, I had to call a plumber because I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, so the buyers are responsible for their own maintenance and repairs. That's so right. So if you're a landlord, you got to fix stuff when it breaks. Your property taxes are twice to three times as much. You hold a deposit you can't do anything with. If you're a lender or you're a seller finance seller, you get a down payment that you can spend or save in case the tenant doesn't pay, tenant buyer doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. The family living in the house is responsible for the maintenance and repairs, and your property taxes are less. As a matter of fact, we have a couple of hundred houses that we're managing right now, and I looked at it, this was six, seven, eight months ago now, and on average, we're saving about $800 per year per house in taxes. So what's eight times two? 16, that's 160 grand. A year? Every year. And that's, that's what our clients are saving in property taxes. So if you're not okay with paying 50 bucks a month, which is $600, you're probably, think about that a minute, it's a trade-off, isn't it? It's, it makes it free. Yeah. It, it makes our management free, basically. So if you're More interested in how we manage property, you can go to our website, flexibleseller.com, click on the How It Works tab. If you're a buyer and you can't get bank financing right now and you want to see what inventory we have, by the way, it's always low. The inventory is low. Don't you don't go to that website and look for five or six, seven, eight houses. They won't be there. It's two, three, four houses or one house or zero houses because they sell so quickly. Again, that's flexible seller.com flexible like a bendy straw flexibleseller.com good program today tracy i appreciate you being here um it's awesome um i can't wait to get back next week go tigers and remember the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability it's in action if you aim at nothing you will hit it every single time